Hey, welcome back to Functional Spirituality. Today, I want to speak about something that has been bubbling up for me for a while. Ever since the start of the pandemic back in 2020, there has been, there's been a lot of heat. There's been a lot of psychological unrest and harm in the face of all of the COVID-related things, but then also last year we saw a lot of heat um, around the Black Lives Matter issues that came up and all of the other triggers that that brought up and the arguments and the fighting and the war on so many things. Different sides with their own wars that they're fighting. And, you know, a lot of fear, a lot of people pushing fear in different ways and just from different sides, leaving a lot of people in the middle. And I want to speak to the people in the middle. And everyone has a little bit of middle in them, even if you feel strongly about one side. There's a bit of you that wants to be in the middle between sides, wants to be between opinions as well. So there is a lot of support for the sides. You can um, research about the any one side, about who's right and who's wrong on any of the issues that we're facing right now. But there's not enough support for the middle. And I want to speak to that and my journey with that because it has been painful and then also has been really satisfying and assuring. So I want to share the journey that I've been on. And we can start right away. Just let's use the the topic about the vaccines. So when it, and I'm not going to be talking about vaccines and all of that crap. I'm going to be talking about the issue that comes from polarized arguments and the real issue that is very painful and very harmful for us as individuals and a collective. So I'm going to be offering some, yeah, solutions, some more of a middle grounding for you. Um, so yeah, listen on, you do not need to turn away because, oh no, this is more about this vaccine stuff. I just can't bear it anymore. Um, I'm actually wanting to offer some support for that feeling of wanting to turn away, um, that you may be feeling. So there have been over the past year and a bit, a lot of heat building, a lot of arguments, a lot of strong opinions around this topic about vaccines, freedom, the government, our civil duties, our safety, our health. And the reality is, is that there are extremes and a lot of different sides and, and a lot of fear pushing. So a lot of um, psychological manipulation um, because people with the, these really strong opinions are believing that what they know is the truth more than anything else. 
and that they need to convince everyone around them that they know the truth and they're doing that through, you know, the fear and the worry that they're feeling. And that's just a mechanism of of trying to, um, you know, they're passionate and they're trying to spread their education. And that's another story in and of itself. And I'll probably record a podcast explaining the difference between passion and fixation. But one thing that has really come up a lot is a is the pressure around safety and freedom from both sides. So the pro-vaxxers are all talking about safety and freedom and the anti-vaxxers are all talking about our safety and our freedom that, that, you know, they know the best thing about what is the most safe and what is the most free. And what is causing a lot of psychological pain, um, what, what I've noticed is that definitely a few months ago, things started to really build up for me with my own psychological, um, worry and state. So, you know, what's going to happen to my business with all this shit? What is going to happen to my health? Where, you know, am I at all of the risks that happen from not taking the vaccine, all of the health risks that come from taking the vaccine? What am I going to do? I'm just doomed no matter what. What about my future? What about my freedom? You know, what does all of this mean? How do I navigate this? It was really the biggest pain. Like, how am I going to navigate this? And maybe that's particular to me because I, you know, have a, I am a controlling kind of person. I, I like to have a strong direction. I like to, I have strong moral obligations. So not knowing what it all means was, was quite painful for me. But, you know, the, the other fears that people have around business, health, future, freedoms, this is, I think, a lot of shared, and if not business, then career and, and finances and security. So there's a lot of um, turmoil. There was a lot of turmoil moving through me. I've got, you know, really strongly opinionated people around me. So not only do I have to navigate my things, I've got to navigate their things. And it was, you know, bring all of this uncertainty, all of the lack of direction, no grounding, no support. Who do I lean on? It's all just this big um, clusterfuck. That was a, it was a trauma. So it was a, a pain inside that needed to be resolved, that was difficult to meet. And it's a trauma because so many people don't meet it. The worry, the fear, the anxiety, the terrible thoughts about what the hell is going on and, you know, the terrible thoughts about what some of the really um, extreme people are saying on either side with the conspiracies and all of that, that stuff comes up. It's, it's quite a painful psychological experience and that rises up and then it kind of simmers down or we suppress it or we distract ourselves without ever resolving the pain. And that's, you know, quite common. That's what I have seen in a lot of people who um, are more in that middle what I've seen for people who are in more of the extreme is that all of that pain rise up and then it just, uh, uh, they just throw fuel on it. And that's one way of dealing with it as well. So just adding extra, um, aggression and fixation onto what they're feeling as their way of managing it. But it's, I haven't, 
I have seen some amazing examples of people actually processing the pain and the discomfort, um, strong people that need to navigate these intense issues and the implications of all of these thoughts and ideas. And it is being highlighted by a lot of groups, whichever sides and whatever ideas they have, this idea about freedom. And I, I agree that freedom is this kind of essential need that we have. I mean, I do always get confused when people talk about like basic human rights, like freedom of speech and, and rights for food. That always confuses me because those are rights and values created by society, which is completely fine. But then they're not like, they're not deemed by nature in no way is freedom to life, freedom of speech, freedom that, you know, a right to food and water are no way, in no way is that a natural freedom. That's a society freedom. But anyways, I, I agree that one of our most essential rights as a human being beyond our society, but just as a human being, I mean, this at least is one of them. One this is my opinion that one of our essential freedoms is the freedom to choose how you think and how you feel. The freedom to feel how you feel and the freedom to think the way that you think. But the way that we feel and the way that we think and and the capacity to actually choose that as an individual, that I choose to think these thoughts, I choose to believe this, I choose to feel about a situation in this way, I choose to have these beliefs, this alignment, the way that we actually and the way that we actually uncover that freedom, the way that we experience that freedom is through our capacity to discuss and reflect. Now, when there are these certain topics like vaccines or even, you know, um, human rights and um, anti-racism, anti-vax, pro-vax, whatever it is, in these topics that are very polarizing, where people get fixated strongly on one side, and I'm not saying that the sides and even the information is incorrect um, in any way, but when there is a fixation on one side of an argument, what happens is that there is a polarizing of the topic, right? We see that it's called, it's this segregation in our community. Are you this way or are you that way? Are you with us or are you against us? So that polarizing sensitizes the topic. And when we, when these sides are adding all of the fear, all of the blame, and just stacking all of the force to their argument because they are, in quotes, passionate, because they 
care so deeply, um, stacking all of the evidence, the consequences, the judgments, the blame, the fear, the force, you know, the sides are doing this. It, it sensitizes the discussion, which means that the discussion around the topic becomes inaccessible. It becomes dangerous to engage with the discussion because like it's dangerous in a relational way. You won't be heard. You'll be judged. You might be, you know, ostracized from your community through the discussion is, is the way that it's felt by our nervous systems. It's a scary topic just to speak about, not actually the content of the topic, but even just the discussion of it is scary. Not to mention in, in these really heated things, also the content is really scary. You know, talking about all of the death and the control and the Holocaust and all of these really, really strong, um, fearful ideas, which are, which are quite, um, manipulative of the content and of the capacity to discuss. So this polarizing sensitizes the topic and it actually are, for, for a lot of people, our freedom is taken away because we don't have the safe space to discuss and to think and to think through and to get help and to ground ourselves and to navigate how we think and feel because of the levels of force that are being employed from both sides of the argument. And I really sympathize with the people who sit on the fence, who for their own, you know, everyone has their own conditioning that they come into every situation with. And some people's conditioning is triggered to press them right up against one edge of, of the argument, whichever edge it is. And some people, because of their conditioning, are not pressed up against the edge of the argument. And I really sympathize with those people because their freedom to think and feel and navigate the situation with their internal alignment with what, what, with what they believe. So I'll just speak for myself. It was difficult. I was, you know, a lot of my family members are very, very, very strongly opinionated about things that I don't necessarily believe, but there's also not the space that when the people around you are, or, you know, even if they're just in your community and you want to have a conversation with your community and there's not that space to actually feel, what do I believe? How am I going to navigate this? And the thing about internal alignment and with beliefs is that they need to continuously adjust based on your internal and external inputs continuously. They need to be adjusting. So this safe space that we need needs to be there present all the time. And it's not just not present once, it's just, you know, chronically being removed from us. There's such a sensitivity of the topic. You know, I'm really staunch and I won't, it's not easy for me to be manipulated out of my own thinking space for too long without me realizing what's happening. So, 
you know, eventually it was easy for me to, to, to reflect inward. I have my own safe space of reflection and contemplation. And I, I know people that have that neutral space. I, I'm a very connected person. I've got so many people that I can talk to. So as much as I was speaking with all of these polarized people, I also have people in the community that I can speak to in a more neutral space to, to tease out my alignment. And, you know, we are relational. The, the beliefs we're having is about our relationship, you know, to the community and to the world. So some of that needs to be teased out in relationship. It's really important. And, you know, soon it wasn't too long before I, I found my anchor of what I believe and what I think and how I feel. And now that just gets continuously adjusted each day. At no point was like, this is what I believe. I'm not listening to anyone's side from now on. I realized that what I believed is that I do not need to be sensitive to the topic. I have nothing to fear. There is always going to be threats and, and so on, you know, and I, I, I discovered my own anchor, but I know a lot of people, you know, all of this, especially when all of this information first came out, it came out so much, so fast that unless you were pressed up against one of the sides and then you were, you know, fixated on whichever side you took based on your previous conditioning. A lot of people are just left in the middle with no alignment. And I definitely believe the people that are pressed up against each side also are lacking their alignment. They they don't have the capacity to really feel into and to course correct in a way that feels safe. The discussion is hot no matter where it is. And of course, this is not for everyone, and I'm sure this is not going to be my most popular podcast. But yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit more about this polarizing and sensitizing of this space. I felt this a lot last year with the Black Lives Matter. I 100%, you know, support compassion and equality, but I don't like being pressed out of a conversation and all of the topics being so sensitized that I'm not allowed to find my own navigation about, I'm only allowed to believe one thing. There's only one right way to believe it. Here's all the facts. And, you know, we're not allowed to discuss it. You, you know, you just have more and more reasons about why you're not allowed to think things through. <laughs> you know, I'm being sarcastic a bit there. Yeah, really keen to hear what you think about this. Post in the Facebook group if you have listened to this episode, what you think about it, if you have any questions. And I'll be back really soon with a little bit more on this topic um, to unpack the difference between fixation and passion. Thank you for listening.